0: Hello and welcome to episode 126 of the True Achievements podcast. It's a World Cup special. On today's show we'll be discussing Croatia's shock dismantling of Argentina. (laughs) What is the point of VAR and should Sterling be dropped for Rashford for Sunday's crunch game with Panama? Have I wandered to a different podcast? (laughs) We won't be talking about any of that nonsense because it's a gaming show, isn't it? I've got Jack with me. Hello. Hi, Jack. How's
1: it going? Not too bad, thank you. How are you?
0: Yes, confused, because I've watched a lot of football.
1: Okay, but not played a lot Dave, of games.
0: I haven't played any games, Okay, <laughs> uh, apart from a kick around in the garden with my daughter, which I won. Come on. It's <laughs> a bit tight. <tired. laughs> um, Dave is here. I am. Hello. Hello. So have you uh, gone back to normality after Yes Week's star-studded show, which I was not on?
1: <laughs> yeah, we've been <laughs>
0: Hear the boos from the crowd. Rich is back. Good. Okay. Well, um, unfortunately, I haven't played anything. In fact, none of us have played anything. Really, Uh, Dave, you've got one achievement in Onrush.
2: Yeah, it was one of the one. There's something called the Uber tag, so I I didn't really notice this when I was playing it. Actually, as you do, you know certain feats in the game, you'll unlock, you know the the tombstones and all that kind of stuff that you unlock, Um, and you get like it's kind of Call of Duty esque, where you get like little calling card things you can put on your do you know, It says you game tag and stuff, I suppose, for online. There's some uber ones of them, so you basically have to unlock other ones in the game to get it. There was one for unlocking five of them that I was really close to. So that was literally my one thing in between absorbing as much World Cup stuff as I could possibly <laughs> do.
0: So I think I read somewhere that one of the achievements is glitched in
2: rush. I saw a uh, Maca tweet saying he yeah. had an issue out. I, like, I, I've seen some people have completed it. I presume it's stuff that oh, I haven't okay. done yet because I think it. I looked at his list and he had like the one for completing basically everything, all the challenges, and uh, one for doing some of the, I think the final. Do you know, like these different seasons, what are they called in it? Yeah. I think one was that. So I think it might be that. But they've all unlocked so far for me. Fine.
0: Okay. You've got four left to go. And you're very close on a couple of them. Well done to Codemasters for using tracking. Yeah, thank you. More devs use tracking, please.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Jack, we've done nothing but just the occasional stream.
1: Mm -hmm. So let's talk about the streams. Yeah, so we've streamed four games this week, as usual. Uh, First up was Die for Valhalla on Tuesday. And this was a little side-scrolling beat-em-up. bit of a kind of Viking twist on it again. So it reminded me a lot of Wolverblade, which was a game we played okay, a couple yeah. of months ago. I don't remember Wolverblade. In um, this one, is a bit of a spin though. Where you play a ghost and rather than having a character from the start of the level that you can kind of hit people with, you come across tombstones while you're playing and you can possess those enemies and kind of or possess those creatures and bring them back from the dead. Then you can use those to attack the enemies and make your way through the level which was quite neat, and you could possess different objects as well. So if you came across a barrel, you could possess that. If there was kind of a trap on the floor, you could possess that and crawl across the floor toward an enemy and then push A to initiate an attack and close the trap on them, which is quite interesting. Um, It's quite good fun though. It was kind of got a little bit samey. Every level seemed to be started on the left, just made your way to the right, and then you got to the end of a level, and there was a bit of a horde mode, and you'd get waves of enemies, and um, a set time of two minutes, and you got more glory, dependent on how many uh, waves of enemies you got through. So it's all about killing the enemies quickly. Um, it's quite good fun, though. And I think it had co-op play, too. I can't quite remember.
0: <laughs> Ollie, did Dan Die for Valhalla have co-op play? Uh i think it might have done <laughs> <laughs> it's obviously stuck in everyone's memory yeah ollie's not sure either so uh well maybe it has gone maybe it doesn't <laughs> Yep. buy it to find yeah, it out. yeah exactly. go back and watch the stream There's exactly uh you got achievements for 130 gaming school which is not too bad yeah not too bad at all in L- fact it was the most you got this week mm. then which says something i think next <laughs> up we
1: played lich spear double spear edition and there was I only saw a single spear, so already I'm disappointed. Yeah. But, um, this is basically a phone game that's been ported to a console. It felt like it was kind of like Angry Birds. So you're on the left-hand side oh. of the screen. You, If you're on a phone, you kind of tap and drag, and your character has a light spear. And you literally got to throw at enemies and try and take out the enemies and stop them getting to you. If an enemy gets to you, you die, then it's... Restart from that point, um, like a Plants vs Zombies thing, almost. Yeah, kind of, but it wasn't waves. It was literally just 2D, flat screen. But it was li- it was just a phone game made for the console. It seemed okay. It didn't seem like there was a lot of content. After playing it for five minutes, you'd kind of experienced it all. Uh, there were different difficulty modes. So there was kind of an Uber mode, a Uber Plus mode. Yeah, there's not too much more to say. I think you could okay. get um, you could get upgrades as well. So you did earn money for killing the enemies, and we only figured out toward the end of the stream if we backed out, there was a shop we could use. Um, and you could buy companions, um, upgrade the damage on your spear, upgrade the range on it, and change other things. So I think that probably added a little bit more to the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: it's worth pointing out it's probably got the highest well one of the highest ta to pound or dollar ratios mm-hmm. around you can pick up the game for about eight pounds or ten bucks and it's currently worth over six thousand ta and no one's completed it yet so when the final three achievements pop if they do that's going to take that above the well around the nine thousand mark i would say so i did have so, a uh,
1: quick hefty. um peek of a list and i think there's potentially a couple of glitched achievements in it oh. so it seems to be people that have got the achievements for completing on the hardest difficulty but not on the normal difficulty Normal difficulty, yes yeah, I can see which that. is a bit suspicious it might not be an issue it might just not stack but i'm not too sure um it's got a
0: difficulty level called rage quit plus which i quite like yeah <laughs> the achievement for doing that is called it happened it happened it happened and it's 150 Gs. <laughs> but one person has it in
1: the world Okay, let's move on to Thursday streams. Yeah, so Thursday we started off with Wizard of Legend. And this was quite interesting, actually. It was kind of a top-down 16-bit game. We played it in local co-op. Are you sure about that? Yep, definitely sure about (laughs) that. 100% co-op. 100% 100 100 co-op. Uh, well, it's not 100% co-op. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, you can play single-player like as well, combined. but 100% has co-op. Yeah, it's a better way of putting it. <laughs> uh, and you start off in kind of a hub world. You have a you play a wizard. You have kind of different spells and stuff. And then you go up to a teleporter and teleport you into the first level. And the levels are generated on the fly. Um, so you have a little map and you can kind of wander around and explore the map, but the key is to find the boss kind of initiation room. You'll get to a room where there's a block that you can interact with and that'll spawn the boss. As soon as you kill the boss, you can then teleport onto the next level. And it's set out. There are two levels, um, both randomly generated, and then you'll get to seemingly a bigger boss, which we never managed to make it to. And then another two levels, another bigger boss, another two levels, and then final part of a game, I believe. Um, it was quite neat, though. It, was, it swapped up not just the layout of the levels, but also the environment itself. So one time you go in it and kind of be all greenery and shrubs and stuff kicking about, and then another time it'd kind of be lava and pits and stuff to fall into. Okay. Uh, the enemies were quite diverse. The animations looked really sweet, um, especially some of the spells you had. So one of the spells we started off with you were shooting just volleys of fireballs out of your arms and it looked really, uh, really neat. You earned money as you were progressing through the dungeons and your health actually carried on throughout the whole game. So it was kind of roguelike in the sense that if you died, you went back to the hub world and then you had to start again. And then your health was really key. So if you lost too much health and continued on to the next zone with little health, you're not going to stand a chance really. Um, so, you've got to be careful about that. Enemies do drop health, but there are also shops that are dotted around the levels um, that you can use your money at to buy items. So you can buy new perks and new abilities and new spells. Uh, you'll come across chests with kind of a combination of spells on of air, lightning, and fire, and you've got to use spells in those combinations. Are they permanent perks? Uh, the perks were permanent. Yeah. Um, but you could only apply one at once, but you could choose between them. But you also had the ability, because one chap came across, you could drop your kind of perks in front of him, and he'd buy them off you. So you had the choice to um, sell something that might be useful later for some quick cash now, so you could get health now. So it was a bit of a trade-off. It was good fun, though. Okay. Much better than I expected it to be. You got one achievement for 20 yeah, days. Not very good on the achievement front, but... No. Good fun. And then up after that, it was Sub Area. Yeah, Sub Area, um, which was a roguelike puzzle game. This was quite interesting. We didn't really have much of a clue what was going on initially. But the objective, it's it very similar to the last game we played. Um, it was a set series of rooms, but it was kind of all plugged together in different orders. So it was kind of generated in a sense. Uh, but the map changed around every time you played it, and you'd go into a room and there'd be these cleaning robots, and the objective is to just kill them all in by any means necessary. And the robots had different colours. There's a blue robot, and that can only be killed by like yellow laser beams or hitting a yellow robot, and vice versa. And it started adding slowly more and more mechanics in. Um, we didn't really make it that far so we actually managed to break the game a few times so we got into some rooms where bits that we needed for the puzzles like um, there was a battery that we needed to put into a slot on the wall to power a switch the battery just wasn't there Um, we did have the publisher of a game popping into the stream at one point and we were stuck in a room for about 10 minutes and then they chimed in and said ah i think this is broken we've notified the developers you're gonna have to restart but because it was rogue like it we went straight back to the very start of the game um we made it to the first boss um a couple of times and never managed to defeat the first boss but it it was interesting though it was quite difficult and no one's completed that game yet. Yeah, it's probably worth a look if you like puzzle games and roguelike games. Okay.
0: Cool. So uh, which was your favorite game of the week? Uh, Probably Wizard of Legend, I'd say. Okay. Wizard of Legend is this week's recommendation. Uh, let's move on to some site news. We have a TA playlist game announced for next month for July, which is Fallout New
1: Vegas. Have either of you played that? I started as part of a bean dive about five years ago and I haven't touched it since. Okay. But a pro right. tip, if you do play this, there is a DLC you can download. I think it was a DLC or it was a bit of content that you got for pre-ordering it. Not entirely sure. It gives you a canteen that never ends though, a bottomless canteen, Ooh. which is really handy for one of the achievements because you have to play on survival mode, which you've got to stay hydrated. Right, okay. Right.
0: So we don't know how to buy that. Piece of kit, but hopefully you can yeah, still get fingers it. Fingers crossed. Um, so join everybody for playing that. I might pick that up. I don't know if it's on sale or anything. Probably not at the moment, but hopefully it will be soon. Uh, in time for us to play that. I don't know how much it is new. Probably quite a few quids. I think I might, so s- a- I might skip on to Fallout Four because oh, that's in game. Oh, it's only suppose. twelve pounds. Yeah. Okay. Keep. As, as chips, it won by um, a reasonably hefty amount actually over Forza Horizon Three and Rise of the Tomb Raider. Actually. Horizon Three was third, disgrace. And Just Cause Three was fourth. We need to stop this is all backwards, bumping some of these votes, don't we? I think, I think our, our calculations are inverted, yeah. uh, or our audience is, is very out of sync with my with my taste. Uh, okay, let's move on to some regular news. It feels like everybody's got back from E3 and gone to bed for a week, <laughs> uh, which is understandable. But Dave, there was a few little nuggets.
2: There was a new uh, State of Decay Two patch went live this week, quite a few fixes. The reason I put it in, though, is because it was quite interesting. Yesterday, did you see the NPDs for May? Yes. State, it beat
0: God of War and...
2: And Detroit. It was the highest-selling yeah. game for the month, which seemed a bit... Wow. Odd, because it was in Games Pass, it's obviously doing... Maybe they're good. including that. Uh, yeah, I don't know.
0: Because was... Sea of Thieves was also the highest for its month.
2: Oh, okay. So, yeah, maybe that is it. Maybe they're they winning NPDs by giving them away for kind of free. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Creates a bit of buzz, though, I suppose, doesn't it? Like people. Plus, well, I suppose God
0: of War and Detroit could have cannibalized each other a bit on PS4. Maybe yeah. people bought one and not the other. Really true. Don't know. Guesswork. But State of the K2 was a while ago, and God of War was a while ago, but Detroit's reasonably new, isn't it? Yeah. So, was that figures for May? Yeah. Okay. I'm not sure when um, Detroit came out, but I think it was right at the end of that month, so
2: that may have skewed it a little bit as well. But yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. Remember during the E3 press conference at Microsoft that, I don't know, she seemed very nervous. woman came out and she was talking about system things. And one of them was the weird skip ahead feature that everybody was kind of, like, oh, sorry, fast start. every like, mm-hmm. What's this? So uh, that's now available. I don't think it's for every preview member that you've got to be an alpha and you've got to be like, I think certain people have only got this bit so far. Uh, they'll obviously go to more, but it's there. You can have a go. There's a, a list of games that are available that you can play that are in Game Pass. It was a weird collection, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. I looked at the list, and I was like, I don't really want to play any of those games, yeah, to be a, honest. When you go to the insider thing, there's a thing that says, you know, like, give it a go and then tell us what you think. And it was like, I don't really want to turn on any of them games. Never mind.
0: Yeah, I know. Well, Casey Powell, across 16, and Dovetail, Eurofishing, uh, I like up. the first two in the list. I thought mm. Rubbers take as long as possible to
2: install, so I don't have Yeah, to play exactly. I'd rather they fail <laughs> than they're <were> installing, <laughs> but yeah, you I have think, a
0: rubbish game fail
2: system. I think The Flame in the Flood was pretty well regarded, but uh, yeah, it's not for me, but yeah, th- that was the big thing. There's a few other updates, like uh, as well, the new avatars arrived yes. this week for certain. That's pretty sweet. So, have you played with any of this stuff? I had a go, and it just I don't know, it. It didn't seem great so far, but you're really limited on, you know what's actually available? There was only like a, a small range of like t-shirts and hairstyles and all that kind right, of. Right. Okay. Thing. Oh, I cool. thought it was
0: going to be super ambitious and.
2: No, because I I thought like when you do it, do you know it'd be like the three sixty one, and it'd be everything at least what that was in there. Yeah. Like my avatar's got a weak, and that's not there. Oh. And I don't know. It seemed quite limited with what's actually available. So, how do you edit that new avatar? Um, the, when you go to the inside of hub thing, there's a, a on the console. App. Yeah, there's a new app that you have to download, okay. and then it's all in there. Yeah, check it out. It's, it, I, didn't, I didn't think much of it, and I know some some people have got some really cool looking avatars out of it, but then some people have been going like, I think my old one looks better. To be honest. Uh, okay.
0: <laughs> um, worth pointing out that the new system has broken. Well, for people that have changed their avatar using the new system, it has broken their old avatar on uh, Xbox.com, which is where we used to pull it from. Uh, those URLs now 404, but they take ages to 404. So if you're noticing your page, uh, your where your avatar used to be uh, on TA has now got a hole, and then eventually has a broken image icon. Uh, that's why. Um, until that stuff is probably further launched, we can't. There's nothing we can do to fix that. So we might just remove that avatar for now, um, but we'll make a decision on that today.
2: And then last bit this week, the game that released with a bit of trouble, Friday the thirteenth. Huh. Um, last week, the developer said that there'd be no updates coming because of a legal claim. <laughs> uh, so then some people have asked him about the bit more information and he confirmed that like that is it, there's no more content coming because even if they win the legal case, they can't really spend time now working on it without any kind of indication of when that case is going to be sold. So. That's it. What is in the game is in the game, and that is it. There was some previously announced stuff that an Uber Jason and a Grendel map, they won't be coming. So Ooh, All, okay. they can't touch the game. All they can do is uh, maintenance and stuff like that for it, basically. Right. Boo. Yeah. So is that a claim with the film company that owns the rights, presumably? I'm not sure. You'd have to think so, wouldn't you? But I can't imagine they wouldn't have got the permission for it. (laughs) Yeah, it does seem like quite a gamble.
0: Let's make this game and then afterwards we'll find out. So let's move on to the mailbag. We had hundreds of questions this week. So we've chosen five, which is more than we normally do. Um, Apologies if we didn't get to yours. There was loads of good ones. So I think we've got plenty to talk about here.
2: All right, so the first one is question of the week. It's from Curse Souls, and he asked, any non-Xbox friends you guys have and they don't understand your obsession with achievements? Yeah, I've got loads of them, to be honest.
0: Not many of my real-life friends are into gaming at all. So, uh, they A, they don't know what I do for a living, they can't work it out, and B, <laughs> they don't really understand why I play games so much. Um, and my missus is the same. So, yes, uh, I've got quite a few people that... that that don't understand mine. I did try and explain it because a lot of them used to play games when they were kids but obviously achievements wasn't a thing when uh, my friends were young. To be honest, gaming was just playing with a stick and a a bit of stone normally. (laughs) 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 A piece of coal. Um,
2: uh, Dave, have you got any friends that don't get you? Yeah, but uh, in terms of achievements, (laughs) uh, um, yeah, I'm the same like a, Sort of like the the vast majority of me, like me in real life, friends stopped playing games a few years ago. Like probably when the consoles switched to the Xbox One and the PS Four. And there's a couple who do still game, but again, they're just baffled that I'll do stupid things for achievements. Yeah. Most importantly, my kids just look at me like I'm an absolute muppet half the time when I'm doing (laughs) doing the gaming either. When I'm doing straight, I, I think I've said before when I was doing there's a thing on Gears of War. And one of the modes is like a ring and you can sort of like, if you, if you want to rank up quick, you get a booting session and you walk into the ring and somebody walks in and breaks it and they just keep doing that over and over again. And like, I don't I forget years ago, my daughter just looking at me like, dad, what what are you doing? <laughs>
0: Breaking the ring. Yeah. Over and over and over yeah. again. Jack, you got any friends that don't get it?
1: Uh, yeah. I you're think of the younger generation, you're probably. Pretty much the same. I think gaming's a little bit more obviously prevalent in uh, my generation, but um, <laughs> people are def- <laughs> definitely um, phasing out. So I had some friends that used to kind of be obsessed with achievements as well, and they're kind of growing out of it now. Oh. So, bad times. But.
0: Be forever young. Mm. That's my, my motto. Uh, thank you, Cass. Thank was- you, um
2: next question dave next one is from demented squire 7 and he asks: with speculation surrounding the next generations of consoles how exactly do you think they will they could move forward from the xbox one x other than vr etc and do you believe that there will be generations to follow or more of a hardware upgrade system similar to that of a pc
0: so we did sort of Speculate a little bit about this in our A3 special, but it's probably worth recapping. And there's a good question here about VR. So, um, Phil confirmed that they are working on the next generation of Xboxes, plural, which is interesting. Um, so that in itself, the fact that he pluralized it suggests that either they're thinking ahead of the what did we was it Spectre was the um... Scarlet. Scarlet, yes, was the um, code name that they they're currently using for the next gen. Uh, whether that means they're thinking about the gen beyond Scarlet, or whether they're thinking of multiple consoles that come out in the Scarlet generation, uh, as they have done in this generation, I would imagine it's more likely the latter. Um, but the thing that I was going to mention was the noticeable absence of Hololens or v- any VR talk at E3 this year, when they, in theory, they had time to talk about some hardware if they wanted to.
1: I saw a um, tweet from uh, high up at Microsoft recently and uh, he was doing, I think it might've been part of an interview, uh, but he effectively said on the current Xbox one, uh, they're not looking at VR and stuff anymore. Um, they want the Xbox one console to be an experience. So that is definitely a way they could take Scarlet in the future. Um, if they're not looking at it currently, cause that suggests for the current Xbox, either they don't think it's got enough power for it or, well, it's we know it does because the... it's the world's most powerful mm. console, and PS Four's got VR. So... Well, the PS Four
0: VR is a little bit shaky, isn't it? It's yeah, but it's still usable, it's still enjoyable, it's still an experience. I just, so, no, that, I think the problem with VR is there is not enough decent content for it.
1: Yeah.
2: I just think it's not happening. Like if, if from last week's podcast, Mac has said like he was quite surprised at how little VR stuff was actually at E three this time this year compared to the last year. I think it was the same at Gamescom the year. Well, I was going to say that the yeah. three of last us, year's Gamescom was, was loads now. of it. Last yeah. year, there was. I think I saw one game that was like a, it was like a, a car kind of on hydraulics thing that you could get in. And do, but that was the only thing I saw. Yeah, I think that was
1: that was pretty good. Though. It's just yeah. still a bit of a gimmick, isn't it? And it's not a full game. It's always an experience. And yeah. for the casual player, you're not going to want to sit down with a headset on for kind of eight hours and play some epic god of war-esque no. single player experience you are kind of be able to coming... handle 20 minutes of it and then have to take the headset off and continue later on. it kind of breaks up the gaming experience
0: there is an oculus game that's coming to psvr and i think it's coming to xbox as well but obviously not in vr mode uh, called beat beat saber or something like that and oh, that looks really good fun um but you know it's few and far between that i see something that i think i really want to play that um I don't, yeah. So I don't think it will be anything like that. How else they could move forward? I imagine that we're going to have exactly what Jack suggested, which was a sort of plug-and-play hardware system where, if you want to have better graphics, you can get a, a fully enclosed graphics card. So it won't be like you have to, you know, unscrew everything and solder a bit of um, silica into your into your console. But it will just be a plug-and-play, more powerful graphics card, or maybe memory pack, or something that will beef up the system to give you those because not everyone's going to be shelling out I and mean, 8k tellers will be the next thing not everyone's going to want to shell out for those they're going to be more than happy with 4k um but you have to think that within three or four years 8k tellers are going to be a thing a, a reasonably affordable price so that's what they'll be targeting when scarlet comes out so yeah not everyone's going to want to do that so having any sort of hardware option I think is a bonus, and it could keep the effectively keep the console going. I also think that they'll continue with the Back Compat stuff as everything's now based on Windows. It's very easy for them to keep a very similar OS that runs everything that the previous ones ran. Um, and they've obviously perfected that tech now. So I imagine Back Compat all the way forward from now on, which is pretty exciting.
2: It is, although, you I don't know, it's like uh, you get excited, you know, when you get the new console and there's the new controller and the new everything. So I hope you do some kind of upgrades and stuff for the next one.
0: Yeah, no, that's true. Uh, what they need is to have games that are exclusive to that. So the the current issue, I'll call it issue, but the, the, the reason why Xbox One X is not considered a true next-gen console is because every game that comes out for it is also still playable on your Xbox One. Whereas of a, if it's a true next generation, that won't be the case. You won't be able to play um, Forza Horizon 6 on your Xbox One, hopefully, because it's too much effort for the devs to put in all those different modes.
2: Anyway, that's I no, my thoughts. I have no idea how they do it with you know, PCs, because they obviously have PC games. They have, obviously have to make them, you know, for a, a pretty wide range of graphics cards and hardware. Yeah, but they ever, yeah.
0: always have a min spec, don't they? Don't they never recommend a yeah, spec. Yeah, yeah. And then when you boot them up, there's like a million settings. I don't. I think they need to keep all that out and just have like a high, medium, low, really simple slider thing um, on Xbox. You don't yes. want to get that deep.
2: With the, with him saying, you know, consoles, my first thought was more like we might see, you know, two launch together rather than, you know, two generations in front, I think.
0: I think the issue with doing that is that you you lose a load of sales because we we were um, excitable enough to buy both the X and the the regular Xbox One because there was what three four years between them. Yeah. But if you if if you've got uh, a, a, effectively that as a launch lineup, you're only going to buy one or the other, aren't you? Yeah,
1: I think they could do it in a slightly different way. They could launch kind of a proper console for um, the people like for people that want that and. They also talked about streaming services, didn't they? Yeah, uh, e three yeah, this year. I still think that's a way away, and it could be just like a almost a handheld portal in a sense, like a really a handheld device that doesn't have a much grunt at all because all of this works being offloaded to a server somewhere. But maybe something that can either interface with a console or interface with a server, so you don't need the console. That'd almost be a, it was a console without having a console.
0: Yes. Yeah, but again, for that you need super quick broadband that's reliable. And mm.
1: not but that's becoming but... more commonplace now. True,
2: true.
0: Anyway, good question, Demented. Thank you.
2: Okay, next one is from Andrew King. Uh, following the Game Heavy E3 announcements last week, do you think there are any genres of game which the Xbox One still has a weak lineup in?
0: Uh, this is a really good question. So I was thinking about this and. Um, how about exclusive single-player story-driven mm. games? <laughs> they will come. I'm being assured, I'm being assured they will come. But at the moment, we still haven't got any. But um, across the board, if you include indies and third parties and exclusives as well, then there's there's well there's all your main genres, isn't there? You've got plenty of puzzle games and platformers on the ID uh, yeah. platform, but you've got tons of shooters and racers and RPGs on the on the on the AAA front as well. But, yeah, I guess single-player, story-driven, there's there's no walking simulator where you can rip your toenail off, uh, which <laughs> which is important, I think. Uh, so we're missing that one. <laughs> we do have a minecart simulator now, though, don't we? We do yeah, have a minecart simulator, yes. We finally filled that missing genre. Avoid. void. Yeah.
2: <laughs> we, we seem to be getting more Japanese support. Like we exactly, yeah, I was in this to say So sort of if you're into that kind of thing, I suppose that's so great. We've
1: got Nier Automata
2: coming out soon, haven't we? Yeah, that's like next week, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of, compared to what we've had in the past, there was loads of Square Enix games yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So that's good for that. And uh, hopefully it sells well and the people who've been asking for it actually buy it. So, you know? That's those, a
0: really good point, actually. Yeah. If, you, if there are stuff that's them, finally hitting Xbox and it's something that you've been waiting for, go and support the pubs by buying it because then that will guarantee more get made, which
2: is... There was a, If you haven't watched it already, you should watch the... Uh, there was two interviews Phil Spencer did during E3. There was one where he was kind of like an informal chat with a guy from Giant Bomb.
0: Okay, And,
2: yep. then, and then the other one was like a, a more... Like he was on stage being interviewed at the Coliseum. And there was quite a few tidbits in there, and he was saying about the Japanese support and how he keeps going and he's trying to push it and push it. Because obviously they've got no kind of... No, they, Nobody buys an Xbox in Japan, so there's not many consoles there. But like he was going through, I'd you know, try to talk about Game Pass and things like that and how that could do do them well in the future and stuff, so definitely support it if you're yes. into yeah. that. But I suppose the one thing, like you say, is it's like that action-adventure kind of single-player thing is the only thing we're missing, but hopefully yeah. that's going to yeah, be Yeah, Tomb Raider might
0: too, scratch but... that itch for a bit. Yeah. Um, but it'd be good to have something original and exclusive, I think. Yeah. For okay, talking of the Games Pass, we
2: had a question from one of the triplos. <laughs> do I mean the one triplos? <laughs> <laughs> um, loads of games now due into Games Pass. How many games do you not need to buy now as you get them day one with Games Pass? Obviously, we, we all count four as Rise 4 as one, unless Rich needs to get the Ultimate day early one which he, yeah so this is do. a
0: really okay so are two questions is or at least um something we're talking about on the, on the horizon front i've traditionally pre-ordered the ultimate edition um now because of game pass i'm in a real quandary whether to do that because rather than getting the full game for free minus a few extras and admittedly probably five days after i would get it if i bought the ultimate edition i could buy the ultimate edition for probably 80 pounds 100 bucks uh, play it a bit early, but I'm not really gaining a great deal on just having the free version on Game Pass. You get the you get satisfaction that so you you're yeah. supporting the developers. And the- oh, they don't need the money, they're minted.
2: <laughs> 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 Especially after that deal. Yeah, saying so that now they're part of Microsoft, doesn't really matter, does it? But I'm sure, like. they people- Did you
0: know they've changed the orange logos to gold everywhere in their office now? <laughs> All gold, <gone Yeah>. definitely.
2: <laughs> <laughs> But I imagine as well, like, even the, the even if they weren't on by Microsoft, I'm, I'm sure the people who are releasing into games pass are getting rewarded pretty well. But. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: That's a good point. So um, I don't know what I'm going to do there. I'm going to have that horrible thing that I always have, where I see people playing it. I mean, Although I imagine that, as I say, that will be that will be diluted this year because um, lots of people seem to have Game Pass. So I don't know, you, Dave. You normally buy the the ultimate, don't you? Well, I'm lucky enough that I
2: normally get the review, so I don't have to. So. Um, but um, if I it, if it did, I think I'd probably still go for the Ultimate just for... Because you get the D, the DLC packs, and they're quite expensive out there. They're probably 20 quid each, I guess. So you've got yeah. 40 quid, you've got a shell out there. That's true. And I don't make the most of it, but like you get all the additional car packs and things, don't you? Which are yes. normally DLC that we just take for granted and don't even realise mm-hmm. they're there, probably. But.
0: Um, I did actually notice that they have... Um like an ultimate upgrade pack which I think is for people that are getting the game on Game Pass so you can pretty much buy a single package which contains uh, like a single bundle which contains all the other DLC in one go um, I need to confirm that because we were looking at the, the content and that's what it looks like but I think it's a bit early to have all that now down at the moment um, but that might be worth looking at if you are a Game Pass subscriber okay so let's go back to the first part of the question so obviously we just had the Division 1 Fallout 4 Elder Scrolls Online and um, that dropped during the E3 into Game Pass, and we know that Master Chief Collection, um, and then they mentioned four other titles that are hitting uh, on day of release that are not um, first-party Microsoft Studios games, which are Ashen, After Party, Warhammer, Vermintide 2, and Phoenix Point. Now, I'm trying to remember if we've had non-first-party games hit Game Pass on the day of release before, and I can't actually a remember couple, really.
2: that That Craft Infinity was one. Oh, yes, I played that. And there's, there was... Was it Bomb Slinger that came out this week? Bomb something?
0: Oh, Bomb Command? Bomb a crew?
2: I can't remember. There was a Bomb game that came out this <laughs> Yeah,
0: week. I played that game. It's really good. I
2: recommend I that, that
0: if that's
2: one. out. Um, but other than that, I don't think there's been a lot, but I think it's something you're probably going to look at try to do. If because I, I suppose it's similar to releasing your game into Games We Gold, which we've had a few do, haven't we? So
0: yes, it is very similar to that. Um, so yeah. So plus, or oh, Crackdown three is not coming to next year. Um, Gears five was Gears five this year? No, I think next that year. wasn't next year yeah. Oh, we've also had it confirmed that Gears of War five is not called Gears of War five. It is one hundred percent called Gears five, which has thrown all of our <laughs> preparations out the window. There's like journalists everywhere going, oh, I've got to rewrite all these stories and change all the links." Yeah. So we know that Master Chief Collection, Forza Horizon 4, Ashen, After Party, Warhammer, Vermintide and Phoenix Point are all, I think, coming this year at launch, which effectively gives you six or five brand new games and the Master Chief Collection, which is enormous if you don't have it already. And I think most people are happy with one new game a month. Yeah. On average, I think, um, which suggests that what's the point? Yeah, people won't be buying a lot of other stuff, I think, which is a real shame. So although Game Pass has all its advantages, I think it will hurt sales across the board, Uh, especially for the smaller titles that, you know, I think people will still go out and buy your Far Crys and your uh, Tomb Raiders and and your other big-name franchises. But I think some of those smaller titles will suffer because of Game Pass, which is a sad thing. But I don't have any numbers to back that up. We could probably do some sort of stats on it, but it'll be interesting to look at. But certainly I don't feel the need, like I've got a couple of evenings free tonight and tomorrow night, I don't feel the need that I'm going to go and buy a game. I can just look at some of the stuff that's in Game Pass that I haven't you know, even looked at yet.
2: Probably the biggest thing for me is like State of Decay 2 is different. I got that early. But Sea of Thieves, that was probably a game that I would have bought. Do you know? Yeah. It, maybe not immediately, but I probably would have bought it at some point and played it. Now it came out in Games Pass. I don't feel any need to rush into it, so I've kind of left it. So, I mean, that's definitely a sale. I would have bought it, you know, just because it's a, an exclusive game and you go in and buy it anyway, don't you, type things So I would have definitely bought out them. But the the ones coming up, like, yeah. Ge- I wasn't a massive fan of Gears 4, so Gears 5, I'll be happy to just wait for it to drop in Games Pass. Crackdown 3, I'm unsure of, because we don't know what state that's going to be.
1: Crackdown 3, I'm quite... Quite excited about. I saw some screenshots of um, some side by side of the original three yeah, yeah. stuff of the new one, but it's a game that I honestly I wouldn't have picked up because it's kind of it's been in the works for so long. I'm just kind of bored of it by now. But because it is coming to Game Pass, I'm probably going to end up playing it on Game Pass. So yeah, so
0: the, which is fine, but when February rolls around and there's all those games coming out at once, you probably would have chosen to buy one of the other ones mm. because. Yeah. And now you probably won't, I'm guessing, unless you start Crackdown and it's so goddamn awful that you can't bear to play any more of it.
1: So it's it's Feb for 22nd, isn't it? it's, yeah, it is it's the crazy one. day so where every
0: game in the world is coming out. I've forgotten which, it, which ones it Anthem. is. Anthem. Anthem Crackdown.
1: And oh, there's one other big one.
0: No, yeah, there is one other big one and one little one. I can't
2: remember. Is it Metro? Is, Metro-, Metro? is it yeah. Metro? Oh Metro, yeah. Metro my Yeah. But, Everyone I mean, will be you, might get, in, you might get the other way as well, where some people are like, "Oh, I can't choose between Crackdown and Metro, say for example," and they go, "Well, I can get Crackdown for free now, so I'll just I'll definitely buy a Metro." Mm. That's so, true. So you might get some the other way. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know how many. I don't know how popular Game Pass is. I mean, we could put, we've we've got an easy way for people to click that they've subbed to it on um, TA, mm-hmm. um, but I don't know how many people actually click that button. Yeah. Um, we might do a little reminder story of that about that and try and get some stats but it would be interesting to know. There's no way to tell from Xbox profiles I don't think if um, someone's on Game Pass unlike we can tell if they've got... But the um,
2: thing is as well you don't know then people tick it and go yeah I'm in mean, Games Pass and then forget, if they don't use the game collection feature it's like they forget to untick it if they leave and that's the kind of they thing leave, yeah. so, I don't know, there's probably only Microsoft and the publishers are really going to have the that. idea yeah. That's true
0: uh, good question, though. Thank you. <clears throat> and finally, one more.
2: All right. Next one is from Dave Crowe, the Minecraft savior. Um, with the Nintendo Minecraft advert featuring an Xbox One controller and highlighting cross play and all the news about Sony throwing their ties out the pram with Fortnite, Rocket League, Minecraft, etc., do you actually want to do cross play? If so, on what games? Well, in theory, I think cross play should be
0: almost completely transparent to the user. It shouldn't be obvious that you are. Playing people on a different system, hopefully, otherwise, that makes it unbalanced. Um, so, to, to be honest, it doesn't make any difference to me whether it's cross play or not. Uh, I like the advert, by the way. If you haven't seen it, go and check it out. It's quite cool. Yeah, it's there's been some nice banter between Xbox and Nintendo uh, on Twitter the, uh, yesterday, which is quite enjoyable as well. Um, you feel a bit for Sony <laughs> being left out of the party. But I don't know. I suppose the the biggest thing is if you've got friends that are playing that game on a different system that you can then go and play with. And at the moment, I don't have any. I don't have any friends <laughs> on, on other systems that are playing those games, and I'm not playing them myself either. I don't know. Do the worlds work across Minecraft? So anything you build in one platform will work. You can download and play on the other. I think they do, don't yeah. they? Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So it's a quick completion, at least if you get uh, one of the achievement worlds uh, yeah. for Minecraft.
2: But I, I, I'm, I don't know. I, I know that you can share the worlds. I'm guessing you can invite your friends into that game. Do you, know, you can invite a friend from Nintendo or you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, I I actually, that's
0: what they mean by crossplay. Otherwise, it's not really true cross-play, is it?
2: I don't think it'll bother me now, but I know when I was younger or, say, my kids now, like when the, you know Christmas comes around and one friend gets a PlayStation, one gets a an Xbox, and that's it. They can never speak to each other or anything. So, <laughs> they in, must speak to each other from was, that point on. In the future, I can't see any reason why not. I mean, the consoles are similar, aren't they? Do you know what I mean? The networks are good. So I I think it'd be good if you couldn't do it for pretty much everything in play, and it'd save parents worrying and kids moaning that the friends aren't on the same console. Yeah,
0: I mean, Sony are in a strong position here, and everyone's criticizing them for not turning this on. But if you think, if they've got the dominant market share. So anyone that wants to play one of these games with their friends, their friends are more likely to have PlayStations than any of the other consoles. So that if they want to play with them, then they have to go and buy the PlayStation. If if crossplay is a thing, then it's up to them what they buy. They might want to buy a yeah, but there's
2: not they're doing it because they're, they're doing it with mobiles and PC. It's only with you know Fortnite. They're just literally blocking Xbox off. That's it. It's like yeah, okay, know, It's weird. But that's different to a Minecraft situation, isn't it? No, Minecraft is the same. Like they, 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 I think they're allowing you to play. It's just not between Nintendo and Xbox. I think uh, PlayStation and Xbox. Yes, yeah, but I mean, you can't you can't play on a Nintendo with a, a PlayStation person, can you? No. Whereas everybody else has gone. Yeah, we'll accept everybody. Everybody come in. Everybody's in the party. Apart from and you. Sony's like, no, I'm not. I'm too cool. Not for playing. Too cool. Yeah. For
0: Any other business? Cool. Okay, we will be back next week. Uh, We'll see you then. Have a great weekend. Bye bye.
2: Catch you later.